Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're back on Locked On NFL Draft. John Ledyard and Trevor Sykema on a Thursday morning. And Trevor, you got no practice today. I got no practice today. We get to do this in the morning. We get to start people's day off right, hopefully. Um, I know, man. I, I'm at my desk for what I feel like it's been like two weeks. Yeah. That's the first time in two weeks. Yeah. It's crazy. You've been on the move almost every time we've recorded. And uh, we've been trying to shake up the times and everything like that. And uh, it's going to be interesting as camp. You still got camp all next week, right? Next week, I'm actually in Jacksonville because the Bucks have a joint practice, mm. and so things are going to get even more interesting wow. of how, gonna, yeah. <laughs> how we're going to link up there. So We might be doing our – because next week we move into positional like rankings and like where we see guys heading into the season. So we might be uh, doing some of these ahead of time on the weekend and throwing them up for you guys each day uh, because we're going to be a little bit crazy pressed for time. I'm into the coaching football season. You're into the you're covering the pre- joint practices, which are fun, by the way. Joint practices are. I'm, I'm hoping to, we see some fights. Yeah, right now, so. I think you're. I think you're going to see some fights. Um, and Noah I, Spence is going to throw down, man. I think like, so. I, he Noah started Spence fights at like the Senior Bowl practices. <laughs> dude, he 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 basically tries to start fights at Bucks practices. It's like. He's great. He plays so edgy. I love it. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, he's going 1v1 on OJ Howard. And OJ just like had his arm fully extended into his shoulder pad, right? I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. And Spence, like, after the play was over, just like straight up like judo chopped Howard's <laughs> arm and just got in his face. Yeah. And it's like, what are you trying to block me? Yes, I'm trying to block you. It's point of the <laughs> drill, dude. Like, yes. <laughs> Is that the new iPhone? Yeah. Got it on T Mobile. Fastest iPhone deserves America's fastest LTE network. Introducing the amazing iPhone 8. It's the best iPhone yet, now on America's best unlimited network. For a limited time, save up to $300 on the amazing iPhone 8 after 24 monthly bill credits. And now join T-Mobile's iPhone upgrade program for free. Eligible trade-in and finance agreement required. If you cancel service, you may lose promo credits. Contact us for details. Video at 480p. Small fraction of users over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speed. See store for details. Uh, it's petty, but I love it. I love it. Oh, we I got, love it too. We I got to talk ACC football today, right? Yeah, speaking You're, of Noah Spence, wait, uh, speaking of O.J. How? no, wait. Uh, <laughs> this isn't a right, fake football work. conference, though. That didn't work. At least that's. Yeah, you're right, it's not. No, it's real football. Yeah. ACC plays real football. Okay. I didn't know if you gave credit to anybody other than the SEC or <laughs> ACC. It's, I think ACC football is fun to watch. You know, I can I can hear complaints oh, yeah. about the Big Ten and oh, the Big yeah. 12, but yeah, I like ACC football is fun to watch. And, but is there any team that, I mean, I was trying to think, I don't know. Does anybody touch Florida State this season? It seems like they're kind of destined to be the best team in this conference and compete. And, you know, Clemson, I think they're going to be still very good, but there's some reloading going on there. There's some reloading going on at Miami. Uh, Louisville could surprise, I think, but North Carolina reloading. I mean, there's a number of teams that are kind of, I feel like Florida State's in just a great position to kind of take this conference by the horns from the get-go. And, I mean, uh, I think that they have got all the talent really in place to not only win this conference, but compete for a national championship. Yeah, there's no team in the country more talented than Florida State other than perhaps Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that those two are 
far and away the best two teams in the er, in the country. And whether it ends up as one and two, uh, who knows? But it's incredible that we're going to get both of those week one. That's yeah. the first matchup is Alabama versus Florida State, and that's mm-hmm. um, that's pretty special because when you look at Florida State's team, man, top to bottom, they have it everywhere that you would want to have it, and even. Like when you, how do I say this? When you talk about a team making a run for a national title mm-hmm. and being as talented as they are, you're going to have to have underclassmen that step up. That's just the timing of things, right? Not everybody can be a junior or a senior. That just doesn't exist in today's college football. Right. I mean, but yeah, I, so, and like the areas that you're going to see freshmen play, Cam, Cam Akers, running back, incredible. He's yeah. a five-star dude. He's going to be incredible. The other cornerback opposites, uh, McFadden. Opposite McFadden could possibly be Levante Taylor, who when I watched him at a high school, I was like, holy cow, this kid's the best cornerback mm. prospect in the country. And now he has to play. And so just little things like that that, right. that make the time really great for Florida State. And, and the offensive line, too. Uh, you know, that was that to me, if Florida State, if their season doesn't go according to plan, it's got to be because the offensive line didn't play up to standard, I think, because last year they were bad. And Francois got beat up, and it was kind of a miracle that he played as many games as he did and was in as much as he was because he got mauled in some games last season. And so that's a credit to his toughness, but Francois is a key piece to this offense, especially with, like you said, they're replacing uh, uh, Cook at running back. And so I think that some of those guys guys are going to do really well, obviously, you know, but there's going to be that, you know, acclimating to the speed of the FBS game and everything like that um, that they'll need to undergo. And really the passing game I think has to be a key component of the offense this year they have talented tight ends and Izzo and Saunders Nyquan Murray Auden Tate you know I think a lot of it is expected of this group and the group that is really going to be have the most question marks I think is the offensive line because if Francois gets hurt that could derail it um and last year he took an absolute beating they've got to be considerably better this year they're still pretty young in some spots Every, I mean, those the, that and the linebacker unit are the only units that are that like wouldn't be already completely solidified, right? Right. Probably. I mean, that's about it. Even the Every linebacker unit. unit, I feel like I have not watched Roderick Hoskins, and and I've barely watched Matt Thomas, but two redshirt seniors that I think a lot of people think are gonna. You know, okay, start sure. I, I didn't game, know they're so. both redshirt seniors. So yeah, yeah, no, it basically is. It's so, just the offensive line. Right. That's yeah. it. That's if the pretty... offensive line holds up, I think Florida State wins the national championship. Yeah. The, I mean, oh wow, you went right there. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's. Because I think I trust DeAndre Francois so much, yeah, uh, probably more than a lot of other people. But the kids, like going back to what you said earlier, he, like last year, he took an incredible beating. Mm-hmm. And this is a kid who is his first year starting. Right. And he was cold-blooded, man. Right. He'd take shots and deliver the mm-hmm. ball exactly where it needed to be. He'd get up. He'd get back in the huddle. And if you're doing that in your first year, I mean, like if they protect him, here he is in his second year, like I, I don't. I just think that they have the talent at all the right pieces yeah, to do. where they're a national championship kind of team. And I know that once you get into college football playoff, kind of everything goes up in the air. But, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I say when you finish as a top three team, you can win a national title. Florida State should absolutely be competing for a national title at the end of the sure. year. And if they yeah. don't, it's a, it's a failure. Right? Yeah, I agree, I agree completely. They should, be, they should be in college football playoff. And they should probably be, I mean, based on talent, they should probably be in the national championship game. Whether they're, you know, that's probably going to be against Alabama. We'll see. I don't know. Like, you know. Ohio State have to play really well, right? I think so. I mean, to me, have to, to me, Florida State's better than Ohio State. Um, I think so, too. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, th- I mean, I, I think they're better than Penn State. I think they're better than Oklahoma. And, 
some of the other teams that get grouped up near the top. And so, yeah, I, I think them and Alabama are clearly the best two teams this year. I, you know, it, I, I'm not saying it'll shake out that way and injuries can happen. And, uh, you know, Florida state's still young in some key spots. Um, and so I think that, you know, youth could take over and they could be disappointing. I mean, Tennessee was freaking loaded last year and, you know, they massively disappointed and I don't expect that from Florida state, but you know, as I look across the rest of the ACC, I don't know that I see anybody that I feel strongly about will take the ACC title from them. But I do think Clemson will still be a good team, and I think Louisville could be even better this year than they were last season. You know, things kind of went off the rails after that hot start last season. And by the way, they destroyed Florida State last season. So yeah, um, yeah, that will be a game, a fun game to to look ahead to this season. But. I think that they could be yeah, close to as I mean Lamar Jackson. I'm sure I think he's going to be even better. Um, the offensive line, most everybody returns on that group. Uh, maybe everybody returns on that group. Um, in, in the passing game, he's got legit weapons in Jalen Smith, uh, Travion Samuel, you know Bonifon. I mean he spread they spread the ball around really well. Um, and defensively, they've even got some people. That's not you know Louisville's been weak there before, but can Travon Young get back on the field? I don't know what his status is going to be, but he was really exciting a couple years ago. Um, we talked a lot about J.R. Alexander. We're big fans of his game and uh, what he offers as a cover corner. So there's some talent here. Um, I'm excited to see what they can do as a unit this season because I think that the ACC after Florida State and maybe even maybe even in that matchup because Louisville has that kind of confidence that they played Florida State the way that they did um, and that they could go out there and do it again. I think – if there's a team that I expect to throw a wrench in everything, to me, it honestly could be Louisville even more than Clemson. So, what are the two the two areas in football where you can, if you have this, you always have a chance. The two to me, the two areas are quarterback, pass rushing. Yep. Louisville has one of them. They have a quarterback. Clemson has pass rushing, and so that like, if you told me, hey, Louisville's going to finish ahead of Clemson, I'd be like, okay. And if you told me, hey, Clemson's going to finish ahead of Louisville, I'd be like, okay. Just because they have each one has one of those two areas, and they have it at an elite level. And so when you talk about them going up against, like, say, Florida State, being able to compete for that top spot, it's not out of the question. Don't get me wrong. I'd pick Florida State against both of them probably any time at any location just because Florida State's that's much more talented. Like you said, they got their butt whooped by Louisville last year. They play; they always play Clemson hard. But I just think there's too much talent on Florida State. But on the flip side, these two have the right pieces in these certain areas to always give them a chance. Mm-hmm. Maybe not to be favored against the best teams, but if you put Cle- like if you put Clemson against almost any team in the country on paper, now I'm talking in the preseason here. You know, we we have yet to see how they actually execute on offense, even though they have some talent. Um. I would I would say almost against any team in the country. It's like yeah, they have a chance because that defensive line because it's that nasty. Yeah. And I would say that with Louisville, Louisville going up against any any team in the country, even Alabama. I'd say look, man, who knows what could happen? They have Lamar Jackson, so that's I why think I, the, the, Alabama may have second. both of the components you're looking for, though. Um, oh, for sure, oh, for sure, yeah, yeah, because, yeah. Because and it's kind of flown under the radar, but um, you know, I mentioned Trevon Young for Louisville, who fractured his hip in 2016, and. They're expecting him to be 100% this season, and that's all the updates I've seen. But you know, he had eight and a half sacks and was really oh, good wait, you in mean 2015. Louisville? Yeah, Louisville. Okay, you said Alabama. Oh, did I say Alabama? Oh, shoot. Yeah. Not Alabama, Louisville. 
Um, okay. But I, yeah, so he, he was a really dynamic pass rusher for Louisville uh, before he got hurt and fractured his hip. And then there was kind of his career was in doubt. Now it looks like he's going to be back. They said he's close to 100%. Petrino said it's like a miraculous recovery for him. Um, and the fact that he's been able to get back to where he is. And he said in July, doctors really optimistic he's going to be 100% good to go this season. So I haven't heard anything else since then, but as long as that's good to go, James Hearns had eight sacks last season, and I think Louisville could have kind of an underrated pass rush with two guys that might pop on our radar as prospects here too, along with the fact that the defensive line is better this season and they have some talent there. And don't get me wrong, I think Clemson's still a really good football team, uh, even without Deshaun Watson and some of the other guys that they lost. Uh, there's no question. I mean, Clemson has the best defensive line to me, in my opinion, in the country. Um, and I think that they're going to be absolutely dominant, that group. But they're unproven in the backfield, uh, where we saw C.J. Fuller some last year, but he never struck me as a very dynamic runner. So what can some of the younger guys do there? There's a quarterback battle right now. I think Kelly Bryant's expected to take it, but there's a couple of freshmen that are gunning for the job as well. Um how quickly does that happen? Probably Hunter Johnson's the guy a lot of people have the eye on. Uh, the can offensive we, line just, is really good, though. Can we just talk really quick about Deshaun Watson's play last night and how like <laughs> yeah. how like night and day it was from Tom Savage and how it's ridiculous that you would ever give the reins of a football game to Tom Savage I over Deshaun Watson? See, I got home and I had missed Savage. I got home right. At, Carolina was in. I think. Joe Webb had just entered the game. It was before Deshaun Watson's first drive. When they, the drive that Savage scored. Okay, the first drive trash. Second drive trash. Um, the third drive they scored, but everything was tight end offense. It was literally like the same thing that Brock Osweiler plays because he can't throw the football. And then Deshaun Watson gets there and he hikes back in the shotgun. He's standing around in the pocket. He's moving outside of the pocket. He's extending plays. He's getting his feet set going downfield with it like I it could not have been more night and day that hey look this number four kid gives you a chance to win football games and the number three guy Tom Savage who played in front of him if he if everything is not perfect on a play he won't do anything for you that it was so night and day I was laughing like the whole time well, I, I think it's a good point because and I like I said I didn't see Savage play so I, I can't comment on what he did yet but I think that Deshaun Watson 100% gives you another element. For some reason, it's looked at as a weakness in the NFL. Like if you're an athletic quarterback or if your um, ability to extend plays and play outside of structure. I agree some quarterbacks rely too much on it. And if you can't play within structure, you can never succeed. But that was never Watson in college, and it's not Watson now. He wants to play within structure first, and if that doesn't work, he'll play without outside of structure at a high success rate. He did it in college. He'll do it in the NFL. Um, I thought there was good and bad for him last night. You know, I mean, obviously I'm Deshaun Watson QB one guy, but I, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat and act like he did everything perfect. And you know, his processing speed was where I want it to be and everything like that. But for a guy playing in his first NFL action, you're right. The promise of what he can bring is way more attractive to me than what I've ever seen from Tom Savage. And I didn't see him last night. Um, you know, I, I saw people commenting that I trusted on Twitter saying it was, you know, it was a dink and dunk fest, things like that. Watson missed some shots down the field too. Um, that's an area where somebody's going to have to really kind of separate themselves, I think, uh, as this the competition goes forward. But you know me. I, I would love to see Watson out there, you know. And maybe Savage does outplay him through the rest of the preseason. I don't know. Nah. but he won't. <laughs> I wouldn't bet on it. That's for sure. He won't. All right, let's finish up this ACC. Okay, so Clemson, I, I mean, best receiving core, I don't know. It's possible in the country. I think Hunter Renfro is an absolute baller. 
Deion Cain's very, very good receiver. Ray Ray McLeod's going to make some mint this year. Um, I think he's going to be a really exciting athletic piece for that offense. They've got some guys, man, still at the receiver position. The offensive line, Mitch Hyatt, Tyrone Crowder, those guys return almost everybody up there. Um, I think that's a really good unit. So it's really it's it dependent on can they get an explosive you know threat at the running back position because I thought Wayne Gallman was a really solid back and even then they had Deshaun Watson as an option and and um and the, the ability to throw the ball at the rate that they did you know allowed them to be successful in both phases of the game that's kind of a question mark this year can they do both of those things offensively but defensively this unit is going to be ready to go man i mean kendall joseph on that second level we already talked about the d line they could have three potential first rounders up there uh austin bryant's a good player too they've got good depth um the secondary's got another year to kind of gel together van smith the safety is a guy that people are going to have their eye on as an nfl prospect i'm sure the corners will emerge as such as well so this is a really loaded group. Um, the, the defense has a chance to just be special once again. And up front, perhaps even better because it's Farrell's second year as a starter, Wilkins another year as a starter, Lawrence another year as a starter, Bryant. So, I mean, these guys are gelling together, getting to play more and more, and I'm sure looking better than ever. So I, I'm really excited to see what Clemson does defensively. And I think they'll be in the thick of things. Um, I really do. I You know, them in Louisville and Florida State all over there in the Atlantic <laughs> in the in the ACC, which is by far the more loaded conference, especially this year, they're all looking pretty dangerous right now. And I think all three could be somewhere in the top 12, 13 teams uh, in the country. So next year we got Miami, probably NC State, maybe Virginia Tech. And then if you want to throw Georgia Tech in there because they run the triple option and Lord knows they could beat anybody at any time because they run that stupid triple option, then – that's what we're looking at. That's the next tier, I think. I don't even know if I'd put Georgia Tech in it, right? I mean, uh, it probably I'm is. A, it's NC State. I'm a, Florida, I'm a Florida fan, and Georgia Southern beat us in the swamp, so don't talk to me about a triple option offense because I'll just <laughs> tell you they can beat anybody at any time for any reason. Georgia Tech last year, though, I don't know. They, they didn't they – didn't I think teams are figuring out. I know that for the most part, if, if they play somebody out of conference, I think I'd be more likely to agree with you, but I think now – Teams are starting to figure out. I mean, last year they had like 360 – I think I'm looking right now. They had 367 total points on the season, and, and that was significantly less than – that was like 200 points less than a team like Pitt, which wasn't even – I mean, Pitt was relatively dynamic on offense for Pitt last season. But, uh, yeah, I just don't know if teams are as surprised by their offense as they used to Miami be. Miami is very young. I think Miami's success is going to come through uh, Walton Jr., the running back. It's kind of yeah. going to be all on him because the quarterback – Situation's going to be new, uh, losing Brad Kaya. But they have some – I mean, like, they're kind of young on defense. So – Yeah, Miami's um, talented. I mean, yeah. they're starting to get back to, to where they would want to be, you know, where they used to be, I think. The guy to watch, I think, is Chris Herndon, that tight end. We talked about him a little bit when uh, we went through tight ends back in – was that the end of June? Um, but, yeah, we, we kind of liked a little bit of the flashes we saw from him. And you talked about Mark Walton and – the receivers are going to be fun too. I mean, Amon Richards only a true sophomore, but he could emerge as one of the best receivers in the country, I think. And uh, Braxton Berrios, he's that little tough slot guy that everybody's going to love. Senior people say he's going to have his little hive come draft time, guarantee. Uh, they got Jeff Thomas, a freshman too, who is man, he is something else from what I've seen of him. So um, I'm ex- really excited to see him in action. I think he'll play right away. Um, and then defensively, yeah, I mean. 
Chad Thomas is the guy the pass rush will probably lean on, but Kendrick Norton's done some good things up front as well. I mean, they've got a pretty talented group. Uh, you know, I think that it's going to be how they gel together, I think, because they're still, like you said, it's relatively young, but um, I like a lot of their pieces and how they replace uh, Kaya is going to be key, but you know, I wasn't a huge Kaya fan, so I think that might be easier said than done, or might be easier to actually do than we think it will. Um, so Miami's a team to watch. Uh, they're going to be interesting, but I don't think they take any of the top three spots. Do you? Uh, no, I just think, I don't know. They're too young. I And I don't know if I, like, I don't know if I trust Rick enough there. Yeah. So, Oh, you, um, oh is, is there a Rick not like No, 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 no. Not like a, I didn't mean to say that like Rick's getting fired, but oh. I, I, I think Rick's a good coach and he's a good coach for Miami, but I feel like he had his blips at Georgia, so why would I think that he would somehow take this re- like younger Miami team and somehow compete against Clemson and Louisville and mm. Florida State? You know, that's all, all I'm saying. I, yeah. I don't know. Um, I think it's I think you're another year, maybe two away from Rick really getting that number one ACC spot or competing for it. Virginia Tech's weird because they lost Gerard Evans and they lost yeah. um, shoot, who was it? The wide receiver, big tall dude, Isaiah Bucky Ford Hodges. and Bucky no, Hodges. Bucky Hodges. Uh, yeah, they lost both of those dudes. And then Josh Jackson, who's a redshirt freshman, is kind of stepping in. But I, a lot of people really like him. So I, I haven't know. seen him at all. But I was going to say, if Evans were back, I'd feel decent about Virginia Tech. Not that I thought he was great, but I think in this offense, he could be you know, he could be solid. Um, Cam Phillips did some nice things last year as a receiver. Um, I kind of like Trayvon McMillan. He also had some did some nice things last season as a running back. Um defensively though this is kind of an underrated group that just flies around and plays really physical um i don't we've talked about adonis alexander brandon Fassion a little bit um mm-hmm. but even the edmonds brothers tremaine and terrell the ones a safety a kind of box safety type i think the other one's like a linebacker um and those guys play extremely fast and physical um they fly around uh they're pretty good and pretty rangy and run support so i liked watching them last year virginia tech's kind of like that team that Last year, at least, I thought this group was a team with a lot of talent that could go out and, like, pitch one of those emotional, like, not maybe a shutout, but, like, a low-scoring point game for the opposing offense and really just kind of inflict their will. Um, They almost did that in the Tennessee game for a while. They were, like, really pumped up and amped up for the game, and they play with a lot of energy, and they can get in your head, force you into mistakes. But then there will also be the day where they just come out and they're too aggressive, and then they just get torched by an offense that's well-prepared for them. So, they're kind of a little bit boom bust a little bit, but if they can kind of curb that, I think there's some real talent here. That secondary could be really good. I mean, Terrell Edmonds is a pretty good player. Fassion and Adonis Alexander is one of the top cornerback tandems in the country, probably. And Greg Stroman's not a bad third corner either. So I like their their secondary. I like their defense as a whole. I think they could make a little step this season. And I mean, if you look at the coastal, it's probably going to be them or Miami, right? I mean, North Carolina's rebuilding. I don't oh, see North Carolina is not going to be good. Yeah, I can't see North Carolina being good. I don't see it with Pitt, Virginia, Duke. I'm not there with Georgia Tech. I think it's got to be Virginia Tech or Miami in the Coastal. I'm not sure how competitive it will even be this year. I think Miami has to win the Coastal, right? Yeah. I think they if, should. If, I mean, if they don't, yeah. it's yeah, it's not a good look. Yeah, I think they should for sure. So we got Pac-12 football to talk tomorrow. We'll be back. Uh, we'll give you guys some good stuff on the Pac-12. And, and we won't have a fan Friday as a result. But then next week – We'll be talking about our rankings at each position. I started compiling mine today. I started jotting them down. Um, you know, started thinking through. I'm going to have some surprises. Some people are going to be mad at me, but that's okay. That's what I'm here for, basically. 
starting to jot down what I think, though, and uh, the quarterback and running back spots at least, and we'll probably move through them in that order and eventually get to defense, and then it'll be college football season, man. It's right around the. It's literally right around the corner. I'm I'm amped. When's the Bucks' first preseason game? Uh, to, uh tomorrow. Yep. yep. Preseason so, football, college football. That'll be all fun, man. Yep. I had fun watching the game last night. I'll have some fun watching some more games tonight, yep. and uh, it'll be good stuff. Absolutely. And we'll be back tomorrow for more on Locked On NFL Draft, and then again on Monday. Make sure you keep it locked right here.